and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is my co-host, Court Winsett. Hello, people. <laughs> oh, what is that? That's a little bit of a different opening bell. That's wedding bells. Can you hear it, Court? Isn't it beautiful? No, no, it's not. It's, it's, uh, I can't hear it. I, you're pretending. I, I, I don't, I don't hear a thing. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is really going to be a, a very heavy Katie episode because we are going to talk about weddings and the financial aspects of it. So if you are planning on getting married, planning on getting married again, have children that one day may get married, have grandchildren that may get married, oh Lord. pretty much whoever, this is a good episode to listen to because we're going to kind of break it down, talk about all the financial aspects of marriage. Yes, George Banks, this is, I'll have the cheaper chicken in the whole instance in the grocery store with the hot dog buns. Mm-hmm. I can't even look at hot dog buns without thinking of George Banks from Father of the Bride. Court, I apologize. This is going to be my episode, but you've got to, you know what? I always have to kind of keep you from rambling on. You've got to keep me from Yeah, I don't know if I'll this. be able to rein you in on this one. <laughs> I just... We'll, we'll see what happens. It could be fun. Yes. So, I yes, I am in the financial industry. We, you know, we work at Pickler Wealth Advisors, but I also have an event planning business, Pickler Events, that started several years ago. So I have coordinated several dozen weddings, and I actually have been in 11 weddings as a bridesmaid. Six times out of those 11, I was the maid of honor. So you, you're not quite running like 27 dresses level here. Not but. quite there, but I'm definitely racking them up for mm. sure. Mm. Um, so I, I have a little bit of experience in the wedding industry. I am married myself and have gone through planning and actually executing my own. So I got married, Katie. You did? I, I, I got married. Yeah, a long time ago. It's been a long time now. I don't really, I mean, you know, I, I remember the, the, the wedding, but... I don't remember the planning. Of course, my wife would probably tell you that's because I didn't plan any of probably. it. Probably. <laughs> she probably was begging you to say, which color napkin do you like? And you were like, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I got the impression that she didn't really like the fact that I had such a such an opinion on some things like our china and stuff like that. You know, mm. she, she still comments on it occasionally. I mean, it's a very stressful time. But before we get into all of that, we're bringing back the top five. We are going to do a top five list of... Wedding, marriage-related re- movies, and I will tell you, as we were kind of talking before this episode, we realized there's several that we left off of this, because obviously Hollywood knows that movies about weddings and marriage, that's that's a hot seller. That's a great thing to have. Mm-hmm. So Cam's going to join us for this one. Hello. <laughs> so we are going to do our top five wedding marriage movies. Well, this is all your episode, Katie. So I don't know if we should let you go first or go last. What I think do you I'll mean? go last. Oh, Katie's going to go last. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'll go first. Top five wedding movies. And I got to say, there are some some movies on all of our lists that I like. And I don't know what it is about wedding movies. I tend to... It's a category of film that I tend to put up with a lot more cheese than I do in most of my <laughs> other movie categories. So forgive me if my list makes you go, huh? But these these are the ones that I like, and um, there you go. Number five, Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. Uh, I love this movie. So you kiss me anytime you want. I don't know what it is about it. It's it's silly. It's it's a caricature of the South in so many ways, but it's. It's just great, and it makes me laugh. It taught um, us all about lightning and hitting sand and making glass. So, Well, you know, one of the most interesting... Okay, I'm going to go off on a little tangent. I'll make it quick. One of the most interesting things that I found about this movie is, for those of you that haven't seen it, uh, spoiler alert, because I'm about to really ruin the end for you. 
Um, Reese Witherspoon ends up with not the guy she's engaged to, but in this particular movie, dreamy. Yeah, in this particular <laughs> movie, it's not because he's a jerk. Mm-mm. You know, this is not one of those classic bride is engaged to one guy and then she falls in love with someone else and leaves the guy. But it's okay because that guy was a jerk. In this movie, Patrick Dempsey plays her fiance. And he is, by no means is he a jerk, but she leaves him anyway. So it's more about what true love really is. And, you know, you may have what you think is the perfect guy, but if it's not true love, then it may not work out. Number four, uh, Bridesmaids. Kristen Wiig. Uh, Maya Rudolph, is that right? Yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Uh, and of course, I was about to say, and of course, Melissa McCarthy, who has the best line in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there has been countless weddings recently that everyone wants to recreate that photo. <laughs> yes, so it is. And some of them have epically executed it. It's awesome. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, um, okay, so all I want to recreate is the um, the, the song at the end. Hold on for yeah, one more hold, day. Yeah, hold on. But yeah. what's the name of that? It's Wilson Phillips. Wilson yeah. Phillips, yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. Um, I'm going to go with... Golly, my top three are like... Seriously, these are these are three of my favorite movies. Uh, two especially... Two of them are, are my favorite, favorite wedding movies. So... <laughs> Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Crazy Rich Asians, which is newer on the list. It's it's of the three left. It's the newer one. Talk about an extravagant wedding. God, but everything about that movie is just so beautiful. I mean, it's just it, you. Everything that goes on, you're just like, oh my gosh, do they really live like that over there? And apparently they do. So Crazy Rich Asians. If you haven't, plus it's, she's got a, an amazing power move by the uh, by the girlfriend at the end of the movie that uh, that I love watching and rewatching because I love the way she handles his mom. Anyway, good movie, but it's it's not classic enough to make the top two. My top two are as follows: The Princess Bride, which is obviously it has the famous marriage in it, and um, and then my number one is Father of the Bride. And you have heard me... That's y'all, my number one. Y'all have all heard me over the many, many episodes that we've done repeatedly mention the fact that it is a movie that is replayed in our house all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And I can quote so many of the lines of that movie. I can literally turn it on and within the first three notes of the opening song for the, for the opening credits... From outside the room, if I've turned on this movie, Robin will go, Father of the Bride? So, uh, yeah. Okay. I had to have glittery little white tennis shoes because of that movie. So, I I changed into those at my wedding. And, you know, there's the Steve Martin one, but then there's an original one. So, I actually gave an original. It's a book. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a book. I gave a copy of the original book to my dad before we got married. So My mother decorated. Not my dad and I got married. You know what I mean. My mother decorated uh, white kids for Robin. That's what she walked down the aisle in. See, I so, knew I liked Robin. Yeah. Okay, Cameron, how about your five? My turn. Okay, number five. I love you, man. Have y'all seen this? <laughs> I've seen it. Yes. I've seen it, I think, exactly one time. Me but, too. Yeah. Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. Yeah. I believe Paul Rudd is a real estate agent. Slapping the bass. Yep, that is the only oh, line I yeah. remember. Slapping <laughs> the bass. He's a real estate agent who happens to have no friends, and he finds Jason Siegel's character, and wild antics ensue. And of course, uh, of course they do. Yes. Number four, Meet the Fockers. Have you all seen that? Uh, <laughs> Sounds dirty saying that. I have seen it. Barbara Streisand was the, yeah, one of the parents. And Dustin Hoffman. So in the first movie, you met the Burns, I believe was their last name, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Stiller's yeah. wife's parents. And then 
Well, they're not married in the first one, are they? No. No, they're That's just right. dating. They're dating. They're dating. The sister they go was getting married. The first one is the only one, I think, that actually has a wedding in it. Meet the Parents is the only one that actually has a wedding in it. They're, they go to meet her parents because her sister is getting married. And the whole time, he plans on it, proposing to her. Because mm-hmm, Owen Wilson builds the archway for the meeting yeah, right, yeah. and it lights on That's fire. That's Meet the Parents. By, by Meet the Fockers... I think they're still planning the wedding. Yeah, yeah. So there's but like they, wedding undertones. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Bar- Barbara Streisand and Dustin Hoffman are the Fockers. Those are Ben Stiller's parents and they are <laughs> wild. Oh, yeah. Do they get, do, they don't, they, I'm not wrong on this. They don't get married in that movie, right? It's been a while since I've seen yeah, that. I can't guarantee okay. anything. All right. All right. Number three would be The Hangover. I'm sure y'all have seen that. <laughs> you got Bradley Cooper and the Wild Gang, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis, yeah. yeah. I think this yeah. has been the movie that brides all look at him like, do not be like The Hangover when you go on your bachelor party. Wolfpack forever, baby. Yes. Yeah, I feel like The Hangover spurred on Bridesmaids. They needed like a girl version. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of people called it the yeah. the the female version of Hangover. So. Early on, we all talked about we were the Wolfpack and tried to figure out which one of us was which Hangover member. Mm. Y'all remember that? Yeah. I'll be Zach. I'm the guy that with passed your out man and purse. You find the next yeah, my day. man purse. All right, number two would be Wedding Crashers. Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, yeah. they crash weddings. Yes. And Bradley Cooper's in it. We have a few repeat people. Bradley Cooper's in a few of these lists. Owen Wilson is in a few of these mm-hmm. lists. So yeah. And then number Ella Fisher was the girl in that one, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, Interesting thing about her. I saw a list the other day of stars that look alike. And Amy Adams her and, and Amy Fisher. Adams. I just I always get them confused. Yep. So, but. And Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman is in that, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh. What's your name, Kitty? Kitty. It's a naughty movie. (laughs) And my number one would be The Wedding Singer. Now, this is one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. Mm. It's great. Um, It's great. Drew Barrymore's in it. Uh, It's got some great songs in it, good 80s vibes. Billy Idol's in it. He is. Oh, my gosh. The White Wedding. Billy Idol, yes. It's got one of my favorite songs, like, of all time in it. And it's a it's a it's a an Adam Sandler original. Oh the, yeah, the y'all one will he hear sings. me singing it. Da-da-da. You know, get it started. I, I I can't. You really can't sing a, a lot of it. It's got a lot of bad words in it. But oh, the, that's right. You know. Yeah, it's the one he's going through a rough time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, what's his face is behind the curtain. He says he's losing his mind. Because <laughs> of course, all Adam Sandler's movies have the same kind of roundabout same people. character yep, or yeah. people in it. Well, that's my list. Katie, your okay, turn. Okay. I, I want to go, go back to Meet the Fockers. The, the, the whole thing is a build-up to their wedding because they have, like, the engagement party. I just don't remember an actual wedding. It's driving yeah, me crazy. Yeah, because that's when you find out that he has a son. Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> okay, sorry. If it, you know, anybody can correct me. Okay, uh, my five. Obviously, I'm the one who created a lot of these lists. So, like, the boys kind of took a lot of mine. But here are my top five. Uh, number five would be The Wedding Planner. I think I definitely, this is J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember uh, watching this and being so fascinated with her and her little fanny pack and having like, oh, we're missing the father of the groom. Let's find him. Let's find him. And thought it was a great movie. This is not at all how I really am when I'm planning weddings, but it, it's a good little movie. And I do remember, of course, and I can't think of the song, but she makes such a big deal about if you pick a certain song, then that means your wedding's going to end in divorce. And I always like, don't ever let any of my brides pick this song because do not do it. Mm. <laughs> okay, number four. <sighs> okay, 27 Dresses. It's one of those. Um, it's it's a top one. So obviously I joke that I've been in 11 weddings and I'm kind of working on my 27 Dresses. 
I'm going to be really tired and really broke if I actually make it to 27 dresses because that's a lot of bridesmaids. And I'm not a a, a half bridesmaid. I'm like a full-in bridesmaid. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. But it's a great movie with Katherine Heigl. And I love the scene of where she is actually dual running between two weddings and switching dresses and everything because I actually had that happen to me. I was in a wedding, but I was also coordinating a wedding. And so I was going back and forth between downtown and Collierville. And it was a hot mess express. I didn't have anybody to drive me. So I was like changing and driving at the same time. Lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry if any cops are listening. That was years ago. That didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> that was years ago. I mean, it didn't happen. It didn't, didn't happen, happen at all. It never yeah. happened. <laughs> uh, number three would be, oh gosh, these, I love all three of these. Um, Runaway Bride. So I'm, I, Pretty Woman is one of my absolute favorite movies. And I loved how Runaway Bride was getting these two back together. Julia Roberts, Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. And I, again, this is just such a great movie because Julia Roberts, he is investigating her because she keeps finding these great guys and then she gets to the altar and runs. And it's all these, these dramatic different weddings that featured the different guys. Like one's on horseback and one's like kind of a rocker style at a music festival. And the thing that I always remember from this is how do you like your eggs? Because mm-hmm. she had a different answer. She didn't know who she really was. Yep. But then she ends up running away on the UPS or FedEx truck. One of those. It's like, oh, well, she'll get there in two to three business days or something. It was funny. <laughs> but that's another great one. Okay, uh, number two would definitely be Bride Wars. This one moved up on my list uh, recently. Honestly, I'm, I, I am shocked that this is on your list. Why? This would be on my bottom bottom movies of all time list. Why? Oh, yes, it just would. Is it Kate Hudson? Kate Anne Hudson Hathaway? and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I I was so fascinated by this movie because it is just two best friends, and I loved um oh what's her face that played at the oh crap can't think of her name. She was also in Miss Congeniality. She was the pageant director. Mm. But she ended up playing the like gatekeeper that was determining if they could get married there or not. And I loved this movie. It was horrific because the two girls are attacking each other with the spray tans and with dyeing each other's hair. And, you know, but I do know from that movie, you don't alter Vera Wang. You alter yourself to fit Vera Wang. <laughs> so that's what stuck with me on that one. <laughs> Okay, and my last, my number one, I quote this movie all the time, is My Best Friend's Wedding. Another Julia Roberts, I absolutely love her to pieces, but this is just such a great movie where she gets a phone call from her best friend and who they made a commitment that if they were both single by a certain age, they would marry each other. So she thinks that he's calling to say, hey, we're at this age, let's get married. And no, he is married to a very young, or getting married to a very young Cameron Diaz. Yes. And she is extremely threatened by this. And it is great musical scenes in this. The moment I wake up. Yep. And then the whole argument in the baseball stadium bathroom where it's like trying to yell about Kimmy and the comment about, you're never going to be Jell-O. You're creme brulee. I'm Jell-O. He wants (laughs) Jell-O. Obviously, I've watched it too much, but okay, I've got to stop. We got to get to the meat and potatoes, the bullpen, the whatever we're calling it. Yeah, the substance of this episode. We, we we did have a conversation on these lists about some movies that people probably think are like classic wedding movies, and you'll note that they weren't on our lists. And yes, we do remember them, and yes, it was intentional that they were left off. <laughs> Moving on to the meat and potatoes. Yep. Okay, you hear... The simple I do, 
But really, a lot of times what people hear is dollar signs because weddings are expensive. And it is kind of true that you tack on an inquire about something and you say wedding and it jacks up the price because what do weddings do? They jack up stress levels. They have a lot of higher expectations. Oh, you want to come shoot my son's birthday party or do you want to come shoot my wedding? Ooh, totally different ballgame. So there is that of, you know, it's expensive. And really, in a lot of episodes, we've talked about keeping up with the Joneses. And in this day and age with Pinterest, with things being so accessible for everyone can blast your pictures everywhere, then it is such an expectation. You've got to beat that last person's wedding, you've got to have the next big thing that makes everyone talk about it, that it's everyone's so obsessed with the wedding and they're not really talking about the financial implications behind it. Or, you know... Or the marriage. The marriage. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of a big deal. It's so really kind of... This is not going to be an episode where I give you this perfect little, this is how much you should spend on your wedding because it is something extremely personal. But I hope that you walk away from this with an idea of some questions and things that you need to talk about because this is a beautiful moment. You want to have a great event. You want people to remember it and you hope that people talk about your wedding for years to come and how much fun they had at it. But you don't want to put yourself or your family into financial debt. And let's just play a little game here. We'll we'll play we'll play point counterpoint on this. Okay. I will be the negative Nelly on this. And <laughs> when you ask the question how much should you spend on your wedding, my answer will be moving throughout the rest of this episode, as little as possible. (laughs) So The Knot, which is, um, it is a magazine, it's a website, all of that, that a lot of brides will go to. And they came out and said the average wedding in 2020 cost $19,000. I think that's still kind of on a lower range for what I know about a lot of weddings. nationwide? I mean, because, you know. That was nationwide, and that's what they did have a little disclaimer on there. Think about what 2020 was. Yeah, I mean, and but uh, on average, I read somewhere that a New York, an average New York wedding costs ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. That's an average New York wedding, yeah. but that's ninety thousand in New York is probably like nineteen thousand in Topeka, Kansas, or something. You know, nothing against Such Topeka, a Kansas, place. but yeah, <laughs> it just popped in my head. Yeah, it's so you think about it. The, it all you're so excited you just have accepted this gorgeous ring hopefully and you're excited to marry the person who gave it to you and you instantly want to start planning and that's where a lot of things happen is you don't take the time to talk about what is it going to be you've got to think you need a venue for reception for ceremony you need transportation dresses tuxes hair makeup event planner photographer florist videographer food cake booze entertainment invitations favor and that doesn't even include the rings of the honeymoon Mm -hmm. or clothes for the mother and father and uh, of the bride and groom doesn't include any of that doesn't include hotels when you think about this you got to think about the ugly b word budget Mm. Haven't talked about that in a while. Yes. So you, you've said yes, but you need to say yes to a detailed budget. And this is something that when brides come to me and want my services as an event planner, I always talk to them and say, have you set a budget yet? Mm. And it's one of those that you need to break down things and figure out what's important to you. So let's start off with the first question. Who's going to pay for this? Right. Classically, uh, the bride's parents pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, classically, at least. Um, I, or, you know, maybe you're older, and so it's a, the bride and groom are sort of splitting the costs between themselves. Or maybe, yeah. 
maybe the bride and groom's parents are splitting the cost, but you know, there. But, yeah, but who is going to do it? Who's going to do it? Especially, it, I mean, listen. One of the things that one of the things that I used to always say is like, oh, well, I've I've got two girls and a boy. Um, so I, I potentially have to pay for two weddings, but that, that logic nowadays is, is out the window. I, no, cause it's a lot of times you have a scenario where maybe the bride's family isn't in the picture or they can't financially help out. So then the groom's family ends up paying mm-hmm. for the majority of it. So that's where you can't sit there and go with traditional and say, okay, well the bride's family pays for all of it, except for the groom's family pays for groom's cake bar and x and are you going to talk about are you going to talk about the fact that if you are for instance a bride's family and you do want to go that traditional route then you need to start saving for it just like you would oh yeah we're going to get into the savings part yeah so it's it's one of those that you need to figure out what your number is you know we've talked about on this podcast what's your retirement number what's your you know what are your numbers that you need to be saving each month? What is your number that you financially are able, whoever's involved with this, if it's Aunt Sally, if it's mom and dad, if it's just you, what is the number, what is the dollar amount that you want to spend on this wedding? Fully in there. Then that's where you go, okay, make sure, is this a good investment? Yes, you said you want to spend $20,000, but are you up to your eyeballs in debt? Is our mom and dad up to their eyeballs in debt and them paying for this is going to hinder their retirement? Mm-hmm. I know it 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 really instantly takes away the excitement of you just got this ring, but these are the questions that you need to kind of ask now. Have that conversation earlier on than when you're in the final stretch waiting for the wedding to about to happen and now you're dealing with holy crap, how are we gonna pay for all of this? Because it's really important to make sure your eyes are not bigger than your appetite. Make sure that you're not trying to have a Kardashian-style wedding or a Crazy Rich Asian-style wedding when you know that that's not really in your Where budget. Where they flood the church on purpose? Yeah. Gosh, that was a beautiful wedding yeah, scene. Exactly. So as I said before, you, you, you say we've got our magical number. Okay, so we're working with that. Now... I have a list that I work off of that is a detailed of every possible component you could have in a wedding. And that's where you need to identify what is important to you. Do you not care about a videographer? Okay, then don't have it. But do you really care about the photographer? Because that's the one that's going to photograph all these details you've put into it. And that's what you're, let's face it, that is what you're going to look at 20, 30 years down the road. You're going to look at wedding photos. So if that's really important, That's something you need to book and that's something you need to budget. But it's almost like you sit there and go through your list and say, okay, let's estimate this percentage to each of these items. But okay, if you've got $20,000 that you can spend, if you spend $10,000 just on this gorgeous venue because you had to have it, but then you didn't read the fine print and find out that venue does not include chairs, tables, food. It doesn't include anything. It is just the space. So you've just spent half of your budget on a place. Mm-hmm. How are you going to pay for anything else? That's where before it's so hard not to just jump and book, but you've got to really look at the whole picture and figure out, does this fit within your budget? I mean, you need to book the important things fast or first, though. It's one of those that, yes, if you have a photographer you really want or you have a certain venue you want, then do it. Because it's also, I've had people 
that they think they're going to get married in this beautiful cathedral and they buy this gorgeous ball gown dress and then they find out they just spent all this money on this dress and they can't get the cathedral because it's too expensive. Now they're getting married on the beach. I don't know about y'all, but a ball gown dress on the beach? Mm. <laughs> you need to go loose and flowy on that. <laughs> Not necessarily a ball gown. Don't try and keep up with the Joneses. You've got to be the one that sits with your budget. It doesn't have to be announced to anybody. You can still have, you know, if you've got champagne taste, you can do it on a beer budget. There's ways to do it, especially in the dawn of Pinterest. There are so many hacks out there of how you can still make it nice. But again, you've got to look at this budget and build in this little extra part, I would say 10% towards hidden fees, gratuity, taxes, last minute things because okay, you forgot to get your marriage license, $50 or whatever it may be. But think about it. If you have like 10 or 20 little last minute things that pop up that are $50, it's going to add up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you're, you get back from the honeymoon and oh crap, there's that credit card bill. So yes, you've figured out who's going to pay for this. Um, and you figured out if this works for you or not. But here's one of the things that with weddings, there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions and there's a lot of people telling you to do things. And my rule of thumb, and I know this is kind of hard, but if someone is not financially contributing, they don't really get a say. Well, it makes sense to me. <laughs> like, but then I know that's sometimes hard. If someone is paying the bills, then well, yeah, I mean, you don't if, want it. <laughs> if the reverse is true, if the reverse is if someone is footing the financial bill, then they do get a say. Then that rule that 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 would that would definitely give some brides a pause. I'm sure. Yeah, but it's also it's it's a catch twenty two. If they're the ones paying the bill, then you need to work with them. Well, obviously, you need to work with them budget wise. Yes, but having an opinion about appearance and you know what type of flowers and the venue and stuff like that if it's within the budget should they have a say mm -hmm. so long they give you the budget if you stay within budget should they have a say yeah mm. i mean it, it, it's mm. I, I don't know that again this is all a personal thing and it's but the biggest thing is trying to decide what is important to the bride and groom what is important to them what do they want if you do not care about having party favors, don't do it. Mm -hmm. If you would rather get married in your parents' backyard or wherever, then do that because it's, you want to have the beautiful wedding, but you don't want to put anybody in a financial strain. And that kind of happens sometimes. You don't need to be scared to be creative and think outside the box. You don't have to spend a million dollars just to have a nice wedding. But it's, remember that things cost more money. And it's, you've got to put it in perspective and make sure that you are aligning your budget to fit because I will tell you everything costs more than you think it will. You yeah. will always, if you say, Oh, I'm going to budget $2,500 for my photographer. And then you find out as you're piecing everything together, Oh, I really need to add that additional hour. Well, that's going to cost more money, but it's also one of those of like, do you really want to keep having the event going on without them to photograph it? So it's, it is like running a business. You've got to make sure you've got everything aligned and you're crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's. Mm. And so, okay, paying for the wedding. If you've listened to any of our other podcasts, this is a great time to take advantage of OPM, other people's money. It's a great opportunity for you to 
try and utilize these credit cards to get these points. Work with different vendors and see about if you can set up payment plans. If you've booked a photographer or a vendor and the wedding's not for six months or a year, see if they'll let you pay them, you know, monthly or something to break up your cash flow so you're not having to write a big fat check for $20,000 on the wedding day. I mean, I know that's something I've worked with brides that they needed to pay me every paycheck. People will, if people want to work with you and they're agreeing to get paid, they'll figure it out. They won't, no one's really going to say no to being paid in payments as long as by the end of when it's all due, it's there. Well, especially if you're ta- talking about people that are, that are, you know, um, the gig suppliers, you know, we've talked about those gig jobs before mm-hmm. and they may, they may appreciate that there's a steady stream of income for several months versus that one lump sum on down the road. So, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and unfortunately, I hate to throw out bad stuff, but um, my my cousin, she had bought bridesmaids dresses for the girls and, um, you know, they, they had agreed to pay for them all. And the store just closed its doors two weeks before the wedding. They couldn't get their dresses. So girls needed dresses. So the father of the bride had to step in and pay for these dresses for these girls. That was not an expense he was thinking he had to do. So when I talk about that additional percentage, like there are things that pop up last minute that you realize you need. And that's where it's it's kind of like with everything. That's those hidden costs. That's what gets you. You got it all planned out, but there's going to be hidden things that come up and bite you in the butt. Okay, Court, you talked about four. Mm-hmm. Saving for a wedding. Yeah. So this is, I mean, look, this is, this is kind of the, the, the key thing for me is, um, you know, you, you're the, the, how long do you have, you, you know, if you're, if you're saving for your daughter and because you know that you're, you're going to want to pay for your daughter's wedding and your daughter's only five right now, you're like, well, how on earth can I know what she's going to spend in hopefully, you know, at least 20 years or whatever. Um, but you can, we, you can, you can plan for that stuff. You can, you can figure out an amount that you need yeah. to be putting away. Just because you say it's, it's for your daughter's wedding. It doesn't mean that you're putting a permanent stamp on the, the uh, money and saying, this is just for wedding. It can right. only be used for wedding. Right. It is something that, okay, if, if she decides not to get married, then you could determine like, are you offering this money to her as, hey, you can use this for a wedding or you can use it for a down payment on a house? Yeah, exactly. And I've heard of a lot of parents that do that. But Court, you said your girls. What about your boy? Because it's one of those that you got to think about. Do you, how do you handle that? Oh, okay, dad and mom, you're saving money for the girls, but why aren't you saving money for me? Well, and not only that, but keep in mind, parents, that if you are going full traditional and you've got two sets of parents that want to be fully involved in the traditional manner, then if you've got a son, at an absolute minimum, you're paying for a rehearsal dinner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got that to consider as well. So you might, yeah, you're right. You might as well be saving for everybody. Just save all of the money for everybody. Yeah. And we're not, it's, we're not saying that as parents, just because you brought these kids into the world and you've probably paid for college for them or something that you have to then additionally like, oh gosh, okay, I've you know, gotten them through school and now I've paid through college. Now I've got to pay for a wedding. Mm-hmm. We're not saying you have to do it. If it fits in your financial budget, if it is a goal that you want, then it's something start early. But also kids, 
it, you know, say you've got a summer job or something like that, you could start putting away $5 a month Lord. somewhere just my. as... <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking like I'm going to tell my 16-year-old, yeah, you should start saving for your wedding, son. <laughs> Not that I have a 16-year-old I was going to say, who's 16? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, if, if... I'm thinking Cam should tell his kids, like, okay, you get this monthly allowance, but you need to start putting a dollar a week into the, your wedding fund. Well, like, my daughter, my youngest, she went out and got a job at a sandwich shop when she was 16 years old. And I can just imagine me going, yeah, you might want to be putting some of that away for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's... What you can phrase it as is, you know, as parents, if it's important and you want to help your kids out, then you can set aside a fund. Obviously, the dollars you put in a 529 account, the college savings accounts, Mm -hmm. that is for education. 100%. But if you wanted to set up another account that was to help your kids and it was either for wedding house down payment, something like that, then you could have that. And it's as, as the parent, you have control of that. That's not something necessarily that you could just be like, okay, when you turn 18, here you go. But it's a leveraging point that you can say, I've saved this money. But then, yeah, as as the adult as or as the kid growing up, if you want to put aside money that could be for your future, Yes, I don't suggest buying the dress or, you know, picking out your bridesmaids before you've met the guy. Right. I mean, there are some people who have done that. But I would say that there's nothing wrong with if you are working a job and you haven't found Mr. Right yet, putting away some money that's either for your wedding or for your future. Because really, it's when you're saving money, think about this, the simplest way, you are just putting it it's you're paying yourself. You're paying your future self mm-hmm. of this money is just put aside for whatever's going to come up that I'm going to be happy that I had that discipline to put that money aside. Yeah, there's no tax code approved uh, wedding savings account. So no. you're, you're just you're going to be putting this away somewhere where hopefully it's going to be building on itself, where hopefully it's going to be, you know, generating. And let it grow. Yeah, let your money work growth. for you. It's just going to be a normal a normal account. So you're not, you're going to continue to have access to these funds. Yeah. And it's one of those, it may be extreme, but if, if you have somebody who, you know, is going to be getting married, this should be a part of your financial plan. If you've got kids that may be getting married, talk to your financial advisors, get them to help you come up with a budget of realistically what it's going to be, because so much of it is the timetable. Do you need to turn around and have $50,000 to pay for this thing in six months? Or are they going to have a long engagement? You've got time to really set aside money now and have that grow for you that when the check, the bill comes in, you're ready to go. Or even just as a hypothetical scenario, someone comes in and is talking to their financial planner. We said $19,000 across the country. That's the the national average Mm -hmm. for a wedding. You can go in and say, well, I want to pay for my kid's wedding. I I know that the national average is $19,000 right now, but my child is only one year old. You say, well, okay, let's let's figure nineteen thousand now. We can actually, you know, we can tell you how much you would need in twenty one years to get a wedding that was adjusted for inflation. That nineteen thousand dollar fund, uh, 20, 21 years in the future. Yeah. So you know, there are a lot of tools that we have where we could figure figure out exactly how much people needed to be saving. Oh yeah. Well, and on that, I gotta add that side note in there because yes, I said I've been at eleven weddings. So. 
as a bridal party on the bride and groom side, when you ask someone to be in your wedding, make sure you set up front with them the financial commitment of they're going to need to pay for their dress or tux. They're, you know, girls, they're going to need to pay for their hair and makeup unless you're providing that because that's something that you don't want to last minute have Sally come and sit in your seat or whatever and see like, oh, well, I thought you were going to pay for my hair and makeup or fine, I just won't get it. Well, of course, you don't want to have all your bridesmaids all beautied up hair and makeup and then because she doesn't want to pay. So you're, of course, going to shell out the money to pay for it. But then on the flip side of it, being asked to be in a bridal party, I feel like I still need to have a savings account set aside because I know I've got several others that may be getting married that, you know, I've still got, what, 16 to go before I hit 27 dresses? Lord. (laughs) So you're excited that you're going to be getting married or that your daughter's getting married, and it's going to be hard not to turn into George Banks and just freak out and go, how much per head? Like, what are we doing? Can't we just do it in the backyard? (laughs) Because you want to be happy for your daughter and or son or whoever it is getting married. You want to be in the moment. You want to make it magical. But it's also, you've got to be back to reality and have that hard conversation of a budget that you try and stick to. And I promise you it's going to work out because so much I have several times where people have been like, oh, well, I bought these really cool party favors and they're so awesome. And I'm like, that's great. But we haven't even booked the caterer or the photographer. And then when like you're having a penny pinch because you spent all this money on crap, at the end of the day, the fun little glow sticks, the fun pom-poms, all of that stuff, that really adds an extra element to the wedding. That is stuff where you can cut back. Like if it's important for you to have an awesome photographer, to have a pretty dress, to have your hair and makeup done, to have like that rock star band you want to have, then budget those at the beginning. And then if you've got extra money, fill it in. Or if, you know, some aunt says she really wants to do something to help, then maybe she could jump in and pay for your pom-poms, your glow sticks, or whatever it may be. But it's, it's really make it like a financial commitment because it is. You've got to sit down with a budget, pen and paper, get all the people together who are going to financially be helping you Talk to your significant, your fiance and say what is important to us and figure out the elements of it. Or as Court wanted this episode to be, wedding or house? Well, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole, there's a, there's a Netflix reality show. It's on, a good show. And basically the couple has, has a, a budget and their budget is either for a down payment on a house or wedding. And so there's a wedding planner and there's a house hunter. And the house hunter goes out and finds them a house that's in their budget, and the wedding planner goes out and plans them a wedding that's in their budget, and then they give they are given the choice, which do you want, the this wedding or this house? And I swear to you, like nine times out of ten, they go, yeah, we want the wedding, we'll get the house later. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It just, uh, you know, it's I, I think it's crazy. See, I understand that. but And also on the money thing, and I know I'm kind of like, kind of going back and forth on it, because you, you don't need to... Sp- Spend a ton of money on stuff that's not important to you. But it's also, you get what you pay for. And I stress that because there are some times that if you pay the cheaper photographer, then you're not, you're going to get the cheaper quality. And if you have this good old friend who's, you know, going to be your DJ or something like that, if they're just, if then they show up with an iPad and like connect to a little bitty speaker, then that's what's going to happen. And 
Court and Cam both have yelled at me about this. Like, I love helping with weddings, and I love doing that. But it's one of those things of trying to make sure everybody works together. And I have seen several times where someone has gotten a deal on something, and it's been a family friend or something like that, and then that quality has shown. Hmm. And that, unfortunately, what you, you get for what you pay for. And so that's something that... If it's something really key and important to the wedding, then that may be something you make the investment. I will say this. I've had some friends um, who, uh, and just multiple, multiple friends. I've had many friends, obviously, over my life get married. And um, it, I thought you were just going to brag about how you have a lot of friends. No. <laughs> uh, Brett has all these friends. I actually don't have that many friends. Um, oh. Uh, but <laughs> I, I have these acquaintances that I've known over the course of my life, many of them having gotten married. And... Almost without exception, some of the cheapest weddings have generated some of the best pictures because they get a really good photographer. Mm -hmm. And even though they may have spent nothing on 99% of the rest of the things that might go into a wedding, they have a great photographer and they have these great pictures. And I know because they post them on Facebook and Instagram every (laughs) single year on their anniversary. And they're beautiful, beautiful pictures. So... I would certainly say if you're gonna get married, then you would you would uh, you would want to spend money on things like the photographer that are gonna make the memories. Yeah, but, photographer, hair and makeup, so that you yeah. look good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm gonna go back to what I said at the beginning, which is um, you know, make it as cheap as possible. Robin and I were offered basically a wedding budget or that money, and for us to elope. And to this day, we still wonder. Should we should we have just taken the money and eloped? And <laughs> sounds like a game show. The older and more crotchety I get, um, the more I'm like, yeah, we should have just taken the money and eloped. Yeah, but you, you pointed something out. It's it's one of those one of the things I always stress is be creative, be yourself. If you want to have pizza and beer, have pizza and beer. Who cares? It's I I love when people have personality. You don't want to have a groom's cake, have donuts, great. You want to have a whole candy bar? Okay. Yeah, Robin wanted Taco Bell at our reception. And That's we, awesome. we ended up not being able to have Taco Bell at our reception. So now she's shifted it. And she's like, okay, well, fine. Then I'll have Taco Bell at my funeral. And I'm like, yeah, but then you won't be able to enjoy it, baby. She's like, I don't care. And the funeral starts late by at least 15 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> It's so oh god. <laughs> I got off track with that one. Thanks, Court. <laughs> Okay, we have uh, we have said enough, Katie. I think Why weddings we, and uh, funerals, weddings and funerals. <laughs> well, four weddings and a funeral—that's one we left off our list intentionally. <laughs> oh, and, we, and you know, if you have a marriage counselor like Robin Williams and licensed to wed, yeah, yeah, that would be a little intense. Lord, Katie, do you feel satisfied with this episode? This was like your Super Bowl. Are you happy? <sighs> no, because I want to give so much more advice. But it's one we of can those, have a like, part two wedding advice. Oh well, and that's what. I feel like our next episode, I really want us to talk about merging your finances. You have said I do, and now how the heck do you figure out how to merge your finances with this person that you now live with? And well, we'll do that next see every season. Day. Season yes, we'll three. Do it. This is the last episode of season two, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, we will bring we will open up season three with an episode, we promise, about merging your finances as a married couple. Uh, but for now, Katie, try and boil down everything that you've said in this episode to one one or two, maybe three takeaways, nuggets, little little bull facts. What do we call it? Uh, bullseye. bullseye. Okay, my first bullseye, and i got to give this. David Pickler, thank you so much. And Beth Pickler, 
for making my wedding very magical. I, I was very blessed to have parents that helped us out with our wedding, and it was a magical dream. And, it was a great wedding. <laughs> and my in-laws also stepped in and helped, and it was more the kind of the traditional of the bride's family and the groom's family kind of splitting it in the traditional way. But um, my bullseye for this is whether you are already married or have kids or whatever it may be, just figure out if this is something that you want to start saving for and investing for and really just take the time of, yes, be excited that you are engaged and it's a moment, but then step back, figure out what works for you and make it work in your dreams. And if if you're stuck on how to try and make uh, something like a champagne wedding on a beer budget, that's where you can reach out to people. I love helping people kind of figure out ways to really stretch their money and make the most of it. But that's by making wise investments and wise choices. Like Court said about having that great photographer to capture it, but it's just a cheap wedding that everyone's just having fun, but they have those great memories that last for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So it's really just make this kind of a financial decision, make this a part of your financial plan, but make sure this doesn't make you go bankrupt. (laughs) Bullseye. Bullseye. Okay, well, mine's pretty simple. Uh, don't get married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Debbie Downer. <laughs> no, but uh, really seriously, consider what uh, what sort of wedding you want, and don't don't go bankrupt with with the wedding that you want. Either save for it, or if you know that you want to give your kids a wedding and you've got time to plan for that down the road, then make sure that you save for it. Make sure that you're planning. Make sure that you've considered costs and expenses and inflation and all of that stuff. But, you know, the pictures is the key. The pictures is the thing. Keep it as cheap as you can. That's my bullseye. I gotta have a last one. And if your parents offer you the lump sum payment instead of the wedding, take the money. I got to throw a last one in there. Sorry. I'm kind of phasing out. I'm, you know, limited that I'm doing this, but if you can afford it in your budget, hire a wedding planner. I promise you it'll save you so much sanity and it will really help make sure everything happens and throughout the process. And then they're also a great buffer when family gets in the way and causes you to have some issues that they can kind of be the, the bad guy per se. So make that investment if you can afford it. It's a really smart one. Was that our first double bullseye? Yeah, sorry. I like it. I broke the rules. Well, this was the episode to do it. (laughs) Sorry, Court. Okay, your turn. Nope. There's the closing bell, Katie. Ladies and gentlemen, you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast, Katie Edition. (laughs) If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, too bad. We're done. No, just kidding. We'll be back next week, probably. Um... You can go to our website and find out more about Katie, find out more about me, and find out more about this podcast, or you can leave us a comment, drop us an idea for a, a, an episode. We've actually got people dropping us ideas for episodes now, so uh, it's start, they're starting to flow in, and you'll hear a lot more about those in the next season. Uh, if you'd like to see some pictures, we've got an Instagram account, that's at uh, Podcast, and we also have a Twitter feed that is at bullcast podcast as well finally if you'd like to find out more about the company we work for katie threw it out at the beginning of the episode it's pickler wealth advisors we work for a company called pickler wealth advisors and if you'd like to find out more about them uh find out about our amazing team and our boss david pickler please feel free to go to that website that is picklerwealthadvisors.com that's advisors with an o not an e ladies and gentlemen we have given you every single possible thing that you need to go go forth and be married So, for now, I'm Court. (laughs) 
I like what you did there. Sign off, Katie. Okay. <laughs> I'm Cam, and man, I'm craving those chorizo corn dogs from Katie's wedding. Oh my gosh, those are amazing. Bye, everybody. <laughs>